For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRio.com. And before we get started, <clears throat> I want to make sure to go ahead and let listeners know that if you like the way we do our coverage of cannabis here, we're obviously, we have our full complement of cannabis-related programs here on Cannabis Radio. But as you know, in the last year, we've also, we've done a lot of work in the area of psychedelics and also the part where there is a, quite a bit of a cross-section between both industries. And it's both plant medicine when you look at it. And so what we've done right now is, in the same way where grassroots marketing gives you that real spectrum, wide spectrum of guests and topics that we talk about that really does stand out from uh, various subjects that you really just cover a lot of ground. We're doing the same thing with another one of our programs we have brought back. And that's called High on Healthy. And I l- want to let you know that it's being hosted by Richard Zwicky, who also hosts the Green Peak program. That program will also now be focusing more onto psychedelics and more on the areas in the business side, business to business more than anything else in a longer format. Meanwhile, he'll also host High on Healthy in a shorter form format. We're going to have a lot of content going towards that. Also health and wellness areas of nutrition, areas of different various alternative medicine treatments. We're going to cover all those. And that's powered by the Dose Whole Plant Medicine Expo, which is coming spring of 2024. So make make sure to go ahead and look. If you're looking listening right now here, uh, through a podcast app or through CannabisRadio.com or through the Cannabis Radio app. Make sure to look for High on Healthy and the Green Peak for the same kind of great program you expect from Grassroots Marketing and, of course, Blunt Business, which I also host. So my next guest right now is the co-chair of the Cannabis and Hemp Practice and co-chair of the firm's litigation practice at Pashman, Stein, Walder, Hayden, PC, and has extensive knowledge of New Jersey's and New York's regulations and case law on the cannabis and hemp industries for both adult use and medical cannabis. And I'm here right now with the partner at Pashman, Stein, Walder, Hayden, PC, Sean Mack. Sean, thanks for being on. Hi, thanks for having me this morning. Happy to be here. Uh, my pleasure. So I want to get what you're doing right now in terms of the focus between New Jersey and New York. Uh, I'm imagining you're it's a two one area code for, for where you are. So New Jersey is the initial focus, but talk to me about just in the last year with the rollout of the adult use market this year, how much of a transition has there been at your practice in terms of the clientele and getting everybody set to go ahead and be ready for adult use? Yeah. Great, great question. This is, this past year has been quite the roller coaster uh, in, in New Jersey uh, in, in particular. Uh, you know, the, the state has gone from really having almost no recreational adult use industry at all 
to now having 35 dispensaries open across the state um, and you know, hundreds more working their way through the licensing process right now. And for a lot of our clients, it's been um, you know a, a growth period over this over this past year, starting with you know just getting their companies set up, filing their applications for their for their licensure, and now working their way through the licensing process to now actually having to start beginning to either you know do their construction, do their renovation, start building out their stores, start hiring employees, and actually starting to put the plans into action. Uh, in, in the hopes of uh, you know getting their doors open, start operating. Um, you know the, the state's come a long way in this past year, but I think uh, between you know th this next coming year, uh, the en end of this year, next year, you're going to see a real explosion uh, in in the in the growth in the industry here of a, a lot more operators uh, coming online, a lot more dispensaries opening up, uh, and, and a lot more of the you know with the new cultivators and new manufacturers actually starting to come online. So this next year should be a very, very exciting year for the industry here in New Jersey. So your team uh, at the firm were very integral in getting adult use to roll out in New Jersey as part of the New Jersey United for Marijuana Reform. And on top of that, what you're doing right now at your firm is advising businesses that are applying for cannabis or hemp licenses in New York and New Jersey. And you've already worked through several rounds of the New Jersey medical cannabis license applications and more than a dozen companies so far to go through the adult use licensing process in New Jersey and New York. Now, we've talked about the social media, I mean, the social media, the social equity end of the CAURD program. But I also just want to get where there's been a lot of entanglements I've always read about in the last year and a half about the licensing going on in New York and just for getting dispensaries, legal dispensaries to pop up. Meanwhile, New York, uh, New York City police have to continue to go ahead and keep cracking down on un unregulated cannabis stores. Talk to me about the that that pendulum that, that that push and pull right there, where we need more elite legal dispensaries to be able to get their way to a pathway to open to take out the solicit market. Yeah, I mean, you, you really you, you hit the, the the nail right on the head there. That's that's one of the biggest problems that the New York uh, cannabis industry is facing right now. There has been such a pro proliferation of the illegal shops. Um, you know, the reality is some people don't even realize that they're operating illegally. They understood that New York legalized marijuana and they thought it was okay to start selling. Uh, a lot of customers uh, don't understand that there are you know licensed dispensaries and unlicensed ones. And so people are going into, you know, your local vape shore, your, your, your local bodega and thinking they're buying, uh, you know, legal product without realizing that they're not. Uh, and so for people trying to participate in the legal licensed market, it's becoming very difficult when you have this prolific illegal market. Uh, they can, you know, undersell legal products. You're not, you know, not paying the same amount of taxes on things. And so for companies that are now trying to start up in, in the legal industry, they're really facing this huge hurdle of having, you know, all this illicit competition that they now need to fight against. Um, and, and so it's creating real barriers to people to get their businesses up, up and running. Uh, and then you well, have Sean, I want to ask a quick question. What are some of the tanglements from what you've seen with clients or that you've heard about? What are some of the real the points that are really making a struggle to get the licensing going through that's made more difficult than other states. 
Yeah. So I mean, part of this is, I mean, New York really wanted to promote social equity. And that was you know, a real, real goal of the regulators. And I mean, more so than any other state, they have really focused on that. And that was the whole purpose of this card program. Uh, and look, the, the goal behind that is laudable. They're, you know, they're trying to do the right thing to rectify the damage from the war on drugs. But the way it's rolled out and the lack of funding that were available that was you know was promised to the card applicants and the you know having these turnkey dispensaries to to walk right into that promise didn't come through and so the delivery of this has been a re- has been a real problem and then you have everybody else who is not a card applicant who you know doesn't fit the social equity definitions chomping at the bit waiting waiting for their opportunity to uh, open up their own stores, get their own licenses, and that's just been delayed because of the delays in the, in the card program. And well, I can imagine too. The MSOs get up to the front of the line. The CAURD holders they get to also to go right behind that. But anybody that's maybe like a smaller grower, they might be growing craft cannabis. They're not going to get to be able to get up there that quickly, and they might go through. You know, first of all, it's the licensing, the cost of getting everything done, the the paperwork just to get it all started. It's difficult. So there's a lot of smaller growers that are they're having a difficult time, I'm sure, getting themselves licensed. Yeah. And that's I mean, you got the conditional uh, cultivator licenses going in. So you're able to convert over if you had if you had a, a, if you were involved in the hemp program before. But for other folks <clears> who are just looking to break into this, you know, your, your mom and pops uh, who aren't a social equity. They're just waiting right now. You know, they don't even yeah. have the opportunity to get their to get their licenses. And if you know they're holding on holding property, they're burning through cash right now. Um, you know, this this delay may kill people's dreams before they have an opportunity to get a license. It's unfortunate. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, the other part is, <clears throat> just to make sure you're contact about when it comes to the illicit market, that, you know, just last month, they've already had to go and shut down all, all, around 1,500 unlicensed stores just in the last couple of years. And the governor actually mentioned uh, back in June that the cannabis management and department of taxation and finance, they did issue violations in June to 31 stores across the state and seized nearly $11 million worth of cannabis in that crackdown. So, and also on top of that, the product was found to be marketed to kids and house had toxic chemicals, E. coli and other contaminants. This is where the licensing process, I mean, listen, Whatever it has to do to get streamlined and get things more available, they need to go ahead and do something because they need to pay attention to the fact they're losing tax revenue right there, $11 million. That could have gone to them. Plus, there's a lot of advantages to get this done. So I still think as good as it can be, the rollout has been more successful than it has not. But there's still a lot that can be worked out and streamlined. And, you know, they've been trying to do that. And also in the CRURD, uh, the card uh, dispensary uh, licensing program, you know, they are putting more money in. They're trying to go ahead and get more feedback from the public. At least New York State's trying to be receptive. And then they're trying to be responsive. I at least give them the credit for that. Now, on top of that, I want to ask about for users of cannabis employees in New York, because there was a story that came out from Westlaw Today. Or, and Reuters actually reported this. 
and they mentioned about that now there are protections that cannabis users employers who may not be high on the idea of a cannabis view workplace they have to navigate this often complex area of law and they're saying right now the general rule is that most employees of private employees will be protecting employees to use cannabis adult use or their own time on their own time off the employer's premises without the employer's employment or other property so this protection means that quote unless otherwise provided by law it shall be unlawful for any employer or employment agency to refuse to hire employee or license or to discharge from employment or otherwise discriminate against an individual compensation promotion or terms conditions or privileges of employment because of private use and that's labor law 201d so what have you heard about has it been an issue about this safe harbor and that there's been issues where i guess there's been some blowback on this yeah, this gets very complicated, you know, both for the employer and for the employee, um, in, in large part because there's no existing test that allows an employer to, you know, just give you a breathalyzer like you would for alcohol to know that you are, you know, under the influence during your job. Uh, and so the, the whole issue becomes, okay, yeah, every, everybody agrees you can use it on the weekend, off hours, no problem. Um, but then what does the employer do if they think you're impaired uh, because of that use? You, know, you, you, you took it, you, you took it, uh, you know, you, you took a hit of some of a joint 15 minutes before you come into work. And so now, 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 now you're high during your employment. Yeah, the employer should be able to do something about that. But it's very difficult for the employer to be able to know if you really are impaired dur during the, the work hours. Um, and, and so that's something that until real testing becomes available, this is going to be something that's fought about uh, in, in the court system. Uh, in, in both you know, New York and New Jersey have similar laws on this, and it's it's a real struggle. Thanks for the clarification. Now, the other thing I've read, and this is I, it's just kind of funny. I just want to throw it out. Like, you know, they always talk on TV news. It's the kicker. So there's anti-cannabis groups that are looking to overturn the cannabis laws. So there's a coalition now. They file a lawsuit in state Supreme Court and this is going back, but this is also last month, and they're asking for the overturn of cannabis, uh, I guess, medical and adult use, and petition was filed in Albany by the Cannabis Impact Prevention Coalition and a group called Cannabis Industry Victims Seeking Justice. And they're trying to go ahead and say that there's, well, one of them is trying to say that was they, in their group, there were eight individuals associated with them. One is a former Delaware County uh, coordinator, a DWIN coordinator, and a father who claims to be worried about his son's cannabis consumption and it asserts that cannabis consumption sale possession remains illegal under federal law and state legislature usurped Congress where it passed the act in 2021 that made adult use a, a, a possible. And they're citing information that contends shows that cannabis consumption is harmful and that claims made about its medicinal benefits are unfounded and, and dangerous. Is there anything that, do you feel like right now what was passed in 2021 that Governor Cuomo had signed, there's nothing that's ever going to go and take away adult use or medical use cannabis in New York. This just, I mean, it's it's a nice story, but it can't really go anywhere. Do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think that's going anywhere. There, there have been groups uh, in various states sort of taking the same approach, opposing this. Um, but and the, part of the practical reality is, this is this is a multi-billion dollar industry right now it's an illegal multi-billion dollar industry it's going to become a legal multi-billion dollar industry 
Uh, you've got so many jobs and tax revenues uh, at, at, at stake and, and looking to expand here. There's no way that this is going to get rolled back. It's just uh, too much of an opportunity, uh, you know, fi financially and practically uh, in New York, in New Jersey, and, and, and different states. Um, I mean, and you and you see this even at the local at the local level. You have you'll have towns who said, you know, they didn't want a dispensary in their town. And then they see the neighboring town has a dispensary and the tax revenue it generates. And the next thing you know, now they want to have a dispensary too, because they see that it's bringing jobs, it's bringing tax revenue. Um, so I think at this, you know, at, the, at this point, you know, the, 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 the horse has left the stable and there's, there's no putting the horse back in at this point. So let's go and direct people to the website and let people know how they can go and connect with you. The website is Pashmanstein.com, P-A-S-H-M-A-N-S-T-E-I-N.com. And for those who want to go ahead and reach out to your team, uh, specifically, uh, I'm looking right now, you have locations that are in New Jersey, New York, and Delaware. For those who want to go ahead and reach out to your team and, and work with you and the cannabis side of your practice, you know, let them know what they should know about your practice and how they should contact you. Great. Thanks for that, that opportunity. Yeah, so we, we are a full-service business law firm, but we also specialize in the, in the cannabis practice. So we, we help folks from start to finish of setting up their business, uh, going through the, the real estate, the zoning processes, getting your licenses, and then helping uh, guide businesses uh, through all, of, all, the, all the entire life cycle of, of the cannabis uh, operations. Um, so we really can provide full service for folks. And best way to reach us is through the through the website, as you've as you as you've said. Um, uh, it has my contact information, my email, and happy to talk to anybody anytime. Pashmanstein.com again, P-A-S-H-M-A-N-S-T-E-I-N.com. And Sean Mack, partner with Pashmanstein Walder Hayden PC. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you for having me. Enjoy talking to you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.